It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Today we're launching a brand new series called Keep the Change. And this series is all about money and stuff. And we teach every year on money and stuff because really it's in keeping with God who Himself has a lot to say about money and stuff. In fact, there's over two and a half thousand verses in the Bible specifically on money and stuff. Jesus, perhaps you've heard of Him, uh, over uh, close to 60 plus percent of the stories he told, church people call them parables, were about money and stuff. And I kind of think the reason is, my, my best understanding is because money and stuff is, is typically the number one competitor, or if it's not number one, it's in the top three, competitors for our attention and our devotion. And here's the thing about God, He doesn't like to be knocked off number one. He wants to be number one in our hearts and lives, and He's got very good reasons for that. And so He talks about money and stuff. And just before you switch off, He doesn't only talk about giving. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's far more to the stuff that God focuses on. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But here's for me. Mark Pomery grew up in High Wycombe, just around the corner, to a low to middle uh, socioeconomic uh, parents, Alan and Maureen. And uh, in my house growing up, um, I didn't get bad advice about money and stuff. I actually got no advice because in my household growing up, you weren't allowed to talk about money. It was, it was an, a taboo subject. And I'm not dunking on my parents in saying that. Some of you, you don't have to put your hands up, but there was a generational and a cultural thing. And chances are some of you grew up in a household where you weren't allowed to talk about money and a few other taboo subjects. Maybe some of you didn't grow up in a house where you got no advice. You maybe did get bad advice or even worse still, you may have even grown up in a household where you got bad modelling, where, where your parents showed you, now that you think about it, kind of what not to do when it comes to money and stuff. And if that's your story, and if as the result of your story right now, you would, think, you would say, you know what, I'm not actually very good at managing money and stuff, you have two options. You can either just blame the upstream, oh, my parents, or you can own your story, which is what I've chosen to do, and educate yourself when it comes to what God has to say about money and stuff. And I will give you a money-back guarantee. If you do, if you educate yourself and implement what you learn when it comes to how God instructs us to manage money and stuff, it will be a game changer. And, and I know that not just from my own life and, and Louis in my life. I know that because many of you, because we teach this stuff every year, have educated yourselves and made changes. And now you've got stories to tell. And they're good stories. They're better stories. They're, they were the sorts of stories that God actually had in mind all along. And so for us, it's a great opportunity uh, through this series to focus on and learn what God has to say about managing money and stuff. Now, the problem is, or one problem is, this series is only three weeks long. 
which is not a long time. In fact, there's so much to cover, we could go for far more than three weeks, but we're only gonna hit three weeks. So here's what I'm gonna recommend. We were about to show these on the screens. There isn't anything on the screens. So what I'll tell you this, if if I'm going too fast for some of you, I know you're all very smart. Um, The slide deck that you just have to imagine at the minute, and by the way, podcast listeners, this is a heads up. The slide deck is on our website, elevatechurch.me. So you'll see all of what I'm about to say. You'll see all of the key points I'm about to teach and all of the key scriptures that I'm going to reference, okay? So don't think, oh my gosh, what was it? It's all on, on elevatechurch.me. You can go and find the slide decks for all of our messages too, by the way. But over the last four years, this is what I encourage you to do. If you missed any or you want to revisit them or if you missed some or you're new into Elevate and you're like, oh, that sounds, if you want to educate yourself, then the last four years, and we've taught before that, but, you know, let's just go back four years, shall we? The, the, the series you're going to be looking out for. Last year, we taught a series called If Money Talked. And it was like, yeah, my money talks. It says goodbye. That was kind of like the opening joke. And we were like, let's try and, get a, let's try and kind of fix that uh, as being what your money says to you. Adios. Um, so that's called If Money Talked. Year before, Like a Boss, which, by the way, we, we did Aerosmith's Walk This Way. And we had a rap in that. And it wasn't Jared. It was an actual black person rapping, which is, unless you're Eminem, it's kind of... Anyway, Jared, he did well. Uh, the year before was called Economy, Maximising Your Personal Economy. And the year before that was called Making Change. Now, again, these slides that tell you what to look for are on our website. And then just go back through our podcast and you'll find them as well. well all I want to do today is just set things up. And I want to I just do a flyover of God's top five. I've said he's, he's, he's had two and a half thousand verses on money and stuff. Jesus taught over 60% of what he, the stories he told about money and stuff. I've done the heavy lifting and I'm going to distill down to what are the top five key things that God has had to say about money and stuff. Now, some of you are like, man, I have got this money and stuff thing on lock. There's nothing more I need to know. There's nothing more I need to learn. I'm like, I should be the one up there teaching this stuff. Like, good for you if you're at that place, but there's always more. God has always got something more for us, and I can't even tell you what that is. For some of us, we've we've kind of, yeah, yeah, but then, and yeah, but let today and the next three weeks help you recalibrate to, to make sure that your management of money and stuff is really on point with where God wants you to be. And for some of you, you are a hot mess. Your financial and stuff and money and stuff and management, you are a hot mess. Wikipedia, hot mess money manager, and your photo will pop up, first one. And, 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 and here's the thing. If that's the case, I'm glad you're here. And I hope and pray that as many of our people and couples and households have discovered when you learn this stuff and implement it, stuff changes for the better. So you ready for the top five? Number one, develop a written plan. Yeah, I know some of you are looking right through me. I think he means a budget. Uh, Well, it includes a budget. It includes more than a budget. A written plan includes some goals and so on and so forth. But yes, it includes a budget. And if a budget is a dirty word to you, let me, let me sing you this sweet song. A budget is you telling your money where to go rather than you sitting around trying to figure out where it went. 
Jesus said it this way. Is it, and this is one of the Jesus like, I'm going to just like dummies. Is there anyone who planning to build a new house, just done it, doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so you'll know if you can't complete it? I mean, if you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. And we know that, but that's a, that's a principle for everyday money management, actually knowing where it's coming from, knowing where you're going to send it and knowing where you're going to spend it. And you're not going to ultimately live God's best with your money and your stuff. Oh, it sounds like hard work. Yeah, sure, great. So is managing six credit cards that you can't pay off as well. Develop a written plan. You know, uh, it's your game plan. I mean, look, at the end of the AFL grand final when they stick the microphone 1.5 metres away from the coach and they say to the coach, hey, so uh, how is it that you won the AFL grand final? The coach doesn't say, oh. No, the coach says, well, this was our plan going into the season. This was our plan going into the finals. This was our plan going into today. And they have really broken it down very, very specifically. It wasn't just like, I don't know. I just got 18 of my best mates together. We jumped on a Greyhound bus and we turned up at the MCG and we sort of just kicked the footy around a bit and then we won. No, it's never that way. Develop a written plan. Number two, avoid debt. Some of you are gulping like, oh, too late. I, I haven't avoided it. Okay, so let me say it this way if that's you. If you're in debt, get out of debt, make that a priority, make that part of your written plan and commit to that. And then when you are out of debt, avoid going back into debt. And by debt, let me just, just state for the record what I mean when I say debt. I'm talking primarily about consumer debt. I'm talking about credit cards, American distress, stuff like that. I'm talking about store cards. I'm talking about payday loans, which, by the way, if you want to just kind of go down a very dark rabbit hole, you'll find that hundreds of thousands of people in countries all over the world are being caught up in a cycle of poverty because of payday loans. Payday loans are given to people who can least afford to pay them back. If you need one, it's because you don't. I mean, if you're given one, never one. That's in, and and then the, the latest one is uh, buy now pay later platforms. And I can't mention any by name because this is being recorded, and they'll come looking for me not because I use them, but because I. Anyway, and all of those things exist. Like the actual system exists, and this isn't some QAnon conspiracy. This is just saying that the actual financial system of loaning you money is designed for the companies to come out better off, not you or me. It's, it's stuff, this is debt. Debt is, what I'm talking about is anything that you're buying with money you don't have, with somebody else's money. Okay, I'm not talking about a home mortgage, that's another thing. Can be a good thing, not always, but I'm talking about consumer debt. And one of the myths that we've been kind of uh, lulled into believing is that consumer debt is normal. No, it's normal. Everyone's got it. Me, them, everyone. And I hear that from time to time. And when I hear that, because I love people that say that to me, I say to them, no, that's not true. Not everyone has it. And even if you do have it, it's not God's best for you to stay there. It might be common, 
but it's not normal. God defines normal, and normal is for us to live financially free. And this is what King Solomon said, one of the wisest people to ever live. Listen to this. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower, that's you if you have consumer debt, is slave to the lender. Hang on. What? The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Did he really say slave? Like, that sounds a bit extreme. I mean, the borrower is grateful to the lender. The borrower is required to pay the lender. No. Solomon said, you're a slave to the lender. And the thing when we understand this clearly is the, 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 the characteristic of a slave is that you don't have options. You don't have choices. You are required to do what the master demands of you. And in this case, the master is the financial institution that you use their money to buy something for yourself that you didn't have the money for. You're now the slave and they are the master. And this is what I said last year, because I sometimes get people looking at me like, slave, nah, it's just, it's just, it's just seven credit cards. I mean, come on. All right. If you have consumer debt, and I'm not here to judge you, I'm here to, to help you get free from this stuff. I mean, that's the point. Uh, if you have consumer debt and you don't think you're a slave to the institution that you borrowed that from, here's what I don't recommend you try at home. Tomorrow, from, the, from tomorrow onwards, Monday the 24th of May, just stop making the repayments. And I mean all of the repayments, just like, just stop, just tools down, I'm not paying them back a cent more, just, and just do that. Don't tell them you've done that, just do it, just, just stop pay, paying. And here's what's gonna happen. In a very short period of time, they will contact you, and they won't just contact you once, they won't just contact you by one means, they will contact you by sending you a text message, just a reminder that your such and such is now uh, overdue. They will send you an email with the exact same text in case you didn't get the text from the text message. And then, and then three days later, a snail mail will be sent with the same thing. And then, by the way, but here's, here's what you do. Just ignore them. Delete the text, delete the email, shred the, 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 the letter, put it in the compost bin. Just, just, just keep, you know. And then the phone call will come. It, 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 it's just going to be a matter of time. And here's what you say to them. If I, excuse me, uh, is, this, uh, is this Mr. Uh, yep, this is. Uh, okay, uh, excuse me, this is uh, Mark calling from ABC Financial Institution. Um, are you aware that your uh, payment to us is now overdue? Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yes, I'm aware of that. Um, can you please instruct us when we can expect that payment from you? And this is what you say to them. You say, oh, no, it's never going to happen. I'm just not feeling it anymore. You know, and let me tell you who in that moment is the master. It sure ain't you. And the best thing that we can do is to get out from under that by getting out of debt and then avoiding getting into debt. Something magical happens, and some of you know this because you've been on that journey where you used to be in debt and now you're not, and I know that because I know some of your stories. Uh, something happens when you get out of debt is that your money suddenly becomes your money. And you can get to decide, not some institution, where to send it, 
and where to spend it. That's what's called financial freedom. Okay, number three, cultivate high quality relationships. This one's probably the least obvious because it's not simply about money. In fact, this principle, cultivate high quality relationships, it matters in all of the key areas of life. If you wanna be, be an effective parent, then make sure you have people in your sphere who are effective parents. If you wanna have a great marriage, make sure you have people in your sphere who have a great marriage. If you wanna have great health, make sure you have people in your sphere who prioritise having great health. Because here's the thing, the people that we have in our sphere, the people that we hang around, the people that we spend time with, they normalise behaviour for our perspectives. It's like, that's why we say everyone's doing it. We don't know that everyone's doing it because we don't know everyone. We, what we're saying is everyone in my sphere is doing it. Well, that can cut both ways. If you wanna have a lousy marriage, surround yourself with people who have a lousy marriage. If you wanna be a lousy parent, surround yourself with people who are lousy parents. If you wanna have poor health, surround yourself, make it intentional. Surround yourself with people who have poor health and they will normalise that for you. And you say, well, I have a terrible marriage, but everyone does, right? It's like, no, just everyone in your sphere because they've normalised that for you. It cuts both ways. Well, the same with money. The same with, if everyone in your sphere is broke or in debt, you can say, that's why you say, well, everyone's, everyone. No, not everyone, just everyone in your sphere. So we've got to develop high quality relationships. Parents, you know this, when Johnny starts hanging around with his pot smoking friends, you're not celebrating that. You're not asking for, send me, put it on Instagram and send me and tag me in and I want to see that. You're like, Junior, stop hanging around with those knuckleheads because you know what lies downstream from that. This is why Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. He said, don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. You all are quiet this morning. It's really good, hey. I would have no words if I were you as well. Number four, save and invest. Now, pro tip, those two things, save and invest, are not the same thing. Saving is not the same as investing. And by the way, saving for a holiday and you're gonna spend that money is not the sort of saving I'm talking about. In fact, the principle we use and recommend is, is have three to six months of your household living expenses sitting arm's reach in what we call an emergency fund. And that means if that day comes or that thing broke breaks or your job temporarily ends, you are not having to panic. You've built up savings, an emergency fund. So that's not your, when we're allowed to travel, I'm getting on a cruise ship. That's something different. And then investing is something different. Again, investing, it's actually not you spending it on stuff. It's actually you having your money work and earn money for you while you sleep. Please do not construe this as financial advice because this man is not actually a qualified financial counsellor. <laughs> Solomon, the wise guy again, he said this, the wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. And I'm, again, I'm going to repeat something I taught last year. If at the end of your pay period, whether you get paid weekly, fortnightly, monthly, if at the end of that 
pay period, pay cycle, you have nothing saved and nothing invested and everything that was put into your account has now left your account. You are not actually working for you. You are now merely a money laundering service for everybody who's ultimately ended up with the money that first got put in your account. It wasn't yours, it just went through you. And you've got a statement to prove it. Money came in, money went out, back to, back to square one. You're a money laundering service for your internet service provider, for your mobile phone plan provider, for your electricity company, for the bank that you pay a mortgage to, for the landlord you pay a renter to. That's the reality. If at the end of our pay cycle we have literally the same balance as we did at the beginning of our pay cycle, we're not working for us. We're working for all of them. And Solomon says, no, no, don't do that. The wise store up choice food and extra virgin olive oil. So the principle that we teach and the pattern that we teach, and it's again our best distillation of God's Word and and we try to kind of make things simple and accessible here, is give, save, live. And unfortunately, we live in in a culture, in a society that's got the... That's got it the other way around. Live, and if you've got a bit left over at the end, then save, and then maybe if you've even then got some left over, which would be a miracle, then maybe give. And God says, no, 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 no. Give, save, live, and watch what happens. And then the final one, be incredibly generous. Oh, yes, I knew you were going to get to that eventually, the giving piece. Yeah, of course I am. And here's the beautiful thing about the giving piece. The giving piece is because giving is not God's way of getting something from us. It's God's way of getting something to us. Something joyful about sponsoring a kid. Something joyful about when somebody makes a decision to follow Jesus and you know that some of what you gave into your church resourced collectively the church, and your story then got joined to their story. When you see someone baptised, when you have someone's story played on a screen and you go, my story is now part of their story, that's priceless. God doesn't want to get something from us. He wants to get something to us. He wants to do something through us. And and giving is a key part of that. Now, this is a three-week series. So get your calendars out now. Get your diaries out now because the third week I'm going to be teaching about giving. So it's gonna, I've let you know two weeks ahead. So if some of you aren't here, we, we're going to draw some pretty, pretty nasty conclusions about the state of your heart when it comes to giving. Hey, honey, we're going to have to go away that weekend. Next week, I'm going to teach on lies that our culture teaches us about money. Because if you don't know where the lies are, then you're vulnerable, is the reality. And uh, we should probably spend more time talking about that than you spend watching adverts during the week, because we kind of need to undo some of the stuff that we've been brainwashed from, right? So next week, expose, Brandon, you're going to love it. Brandon loves a deep dive. And then week three, how to be generous and rich towards God. So there you go. That's our top five. It's going to be on our podcast. It's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be an online experience with slides at 5 p.m. So that's great. Um, and we've got a new host, someone hosting in the background, hosting the chat uh, at 5 today. So uh, don't make them feel like Billy No Mates. Um, but the idea is 
You've got people in your world. By the way, these principles, they're God principles, and they're not just for Jesus followers. They're like, this is how God designed the world to work. And whenever you'll get your life lined up with God's principles, whether you're a Jesus follower or not, which by the way, ultimately we want you to become a Jesus follower, but they work, these principles work even for non-Jesus followers because they're not, because they're God principles. The God who created the heavens and the earth set things up in motion by design, put these in place. So you, you will have people you know, no doubt, who are struggling with managing money and stuff and this stuff will be able to help them. And some of them have concluded that that's just normal to struggle with managing money and stuff. And God would probably want to use you to help them uh, get out of that and break free from that and experience financial freedom. So I'm excited about this. We recorded one of our uh, uh, households uh, video, their story during the week, and they had a story that was jump-started by some of the stuff we taught here years ago. And uh, they're going to tell that story on week three which means only the people with their big boy pants and big girl pants who are going to be here uh, will get to experience that. So I'm looking forward to that. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.